All right, guys, growing your wellness business doesn't have to mean working around the clock and feeling exhausted. So welcome to the Healthy Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Feldman, and I have been in your shoes. I've been in the wellness space for over nine years, and I know what it feels like to feel overwhelmed. I took my wellness business from 13K that first year and feeling fried and exhausted to over six figures. Now I'm a business coach for health and wellness professionals just like you, and I create done-for-you content and programs to help you save time and money so you can spend more time nailing down your niche, understanding your buyer avatar, attracting your ideal client, and building your business from the ground up the right way. So sit down and let's get started. Hey guys, it's Rach here and I asked my good friend Michelle to join me because we want to talk about list building. If you are in any stage of your business, this is an important topic because you have to build that list. Why? Because you want to get your ideal client on your list so when you do have a promotion or your offerings or your programs, you can be able to email them. In a world where list building, whether it's organic or paid, we're going to cover both. So stay tuned because we are deep diving into how to build your list with a workshop or a freebie. So Michelle, can you tell everyone a little about you? Yeah. So I started out as a health coach. I always say like eight years. I think it's closer to nine now. Right. And I started out as a health coach who kind of morphed into virtual assistant work, realized I was doing a lot of copywriting and then ended up like just working as a copywriter. And then from there, working with a lot of coaches, whether they were health or life or spiritual, all usually holistic based, you know, kind of coming from that circle of life from IIN. And yeah, that's where I'm at today, just still doing the same thing. <laughs> Can you tell everyone, actually, there may be some new coaches who don't know what copywriting is. What is copywriting? Yeah, it's funny because uh, I've had people write into me before that think that sometimes copywriting is like when you open up a book and there's like a copyright there with, with the year, but it's not that uh, copywriting is really the sales writing, all the things that you see online. Let's say if you go to opt in to a list builder or a workshop, it's the words that drive people to to an action of usually opting in or buying something. So it's your sales pages, it's your emails, it's, you know, ad copy, a lot of it's sales driven. And then sometimes there are more like storytelling, nurturing, you know, things involved, but it's all the writing and the words, you know, that you see online. So we're or lucky to have you here. <laughs> every, co every coach is probably like, oh, wow, my about me story, my website, my opt-in freebie that has like my little story in there. So let's just dive into this little mini training today. For those of you who are brand new, this is going to be really helpful. And like I said, for those of you who are already in your business, it's always good to refresh your memory on how to list build with a workshop or a freebie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So today we're going to cover personalizing freebies or workshops, right? Which are great 
two great list building tools and then putting the list builder into motion. So what exactly do you need to take it to get it into the hands of the people that you want, right? So the pages, the automation, all of that that's involved and then how to promote it so that you get more people to sign up and you can build your list. Even if you don't have a list, you know, even if you've never done it before, these steps are super easy to implement. And so you can grow your list really fast if you just do the things that we suggest here. So to start with personalizing your freebie or workshop, right? So this can go like one of two ways, either you have your own, right? Or maybe you've even like been following Rachel and you have some done for you stuff for health coaches, right? So you might even have some done for you freebies or workshops, or, you know, maybe you're creating it yourself. So what you need to do, right, is to make sure that you are not spending a lot of time to... Yeah like in, invest, like wasting, like a lot of time wasting and all that time in Canva creating covers for hours. It's one of the reasons yeah. we have the done for you programs. When mm -hmm. you buy a done for you program, rename it. Even if you have your own content that you are writing, make sure your name is going to attract your ideal client, mm -hmm. add your logo, brand it, add your story. I mean, can we talk a little about adding a story in a freebie or a workshop? Yeah, yeah. So always taking it and, you know, really adding in and infusing more about you and how like you became a health coach, right? Why it's so important that you're a health coach, right? And what your mission is. So if you can put that in a nutshell inside of your freebie and your workshop and deliver, you know, deliver it, but also explain who you are, it really builds that trust factor and people can really relate to it. So you become a trustworthy person. They feel like they know you have yet. It's kind of like, you know, when we watch like reality TV show or something like that, even, even when we watch like soap operas or whatever, we feel like we know the characters, right? Like we feel like we've, you know, oh, like, oh, I think I know who you are. You know, I know this, 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 this happened to you. you kind of start knowing about their life, whether they're real or not. And it's the same thing, you know, when it comes to telling your story online or in, you know, your marketing materials, because that's how people get to know you. So then they'll start remembering you for certain things. It's also cool to add some fun facts, not just to make it like, you know, this bad I'll thing happens that. to me. Yeah. And like, now I'm at this great place. That's good like to have, but at the same time, like add some quick fun facts, like what's your favorite drink? You know, do you have a favorite smoothie? Like what's that one healthy snack you can't live without? Like, you know, just putting some, what do you like to do in your free time? And you said allow someone to get to know your yeah. personality. And when you're doing a workshop, think of having a slide in there that has like bullet points on some mm -hmm. key points about you. You can even introduce yourself when you're doing a workshop where you stop at that one slide and then give kind of the this introduction for about a minute. You can also, if you have live people on that workshop that you're doing, you can always ask people where they're coming from, ask people how they found you, get some people to interact and stay on that slide. Some people like to have a few slides where they show their family, where they show a little of their behind the scenes so that that person does get to know you. That's the mm -hmm. whole point about having your story there. Yeah. And I mean, and that's like the best part, right? Because you want to really get to know somebody and, and then they might even send some like commonalities like, oh, I feel that way or I believe that thing or I love that too. And, you know, so it just kind of really, it makes it like relatable, you know, and then also adding in some key pain points for your niche. So like, for example, especially if you have like a done for you freebie or workshop and you go to rename it, 
think about your niche, right? So if you're into hormonal health or you're into weight loss, right? You would want to just maybe like add a little tagline, um, right? Like let's say you have a workshop on sleep, right? And then you can add a tagline, like, you know, how, you know, the five steps to better sleep, you know, improves your hormonal health. Like just adding that little key phrase would really just help to, you know, pair it together well with your niche. So always keeping that in mind, keeping in, you know, that the pain that they're going through, you know, your ideal client and your audience and how you can really relate that to them so that they can feel like, okay, this person knows what they're talking about and they can really help me. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to follow them. and Well, continue. and think of it like this, Michelle, for all the listeners, it's like our ideal client identifies with their pain. So when mm -hmm. we put those pain points in there, or we're talking about them in a workshop, or we're adding them as a tagline, that's going to pull her in and make her say, wow, this is something I'm dealing with. And all of a sudden you have her attention. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the attention is what you, what you want and what the you attention want is what you want to get. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you know, if you do these five things, you know, and just and don't spend a ton of time on this and, and, you know, to Rachel's point before, you know, with like your website copy and your story, sometimes you already have what you can like take and repurpose. So if you have your about page up on That's your website, a great point pull some of it into your freebie. You don't have to recreate the whole entire wheel or rewrite a whole nother version of the same thing. Like just like a shorter version of what you have on your, on your about me on your website. Exactly. Yeah. That'll be super helpful, you know, in, in helping to, you know, eliminate, you know, any time wasting like non-productive activity. Yeah. And then you're going to come up to this point where it's like, okay, well now I got it together. <laughs> so how now do I, I have the opt-in. Now I have yeah. the opt-in. I'm going to have an opt-in page, thank you page and follow-up email series. And that's where that copywriting comes in in the follow-up email series. Yeah. And, you know, and even on the opt-in page, and sometimes you might, like, if you're using a platform, you know, they'll call them, you know, landing pages, you know, they'll call them like all different, you know, ways, depending on which platform that you're actually using. It's a, if it's a workshop, it's a registration page, you know, if it's a free gift, they might call it something different. Either way, it's, you know, it's an opt-in page. They're opting in. So it doesn't really matter what verbiage they use. If you go to use a different platform, it, you may notice it might be called something different. It's the same thing. And then with that, you know, funnel, basically it's like an opt-in funnel. You know, you have to have the thank you page. Some of them have automated thank you pages that kind of populate right off the bat. Right. You want to take and personalize it a little bit and, you know, add, you know, what are their next steps? Click here because to download. When you think of this, guys, when you think of an opt-in and you think of a funnel, it's like dating a person. So you want to think that, you know, they opted in. That was the first time. Well, the first time that they're seeing you is probably the social media that they're getting to that opt-in page. Then they have the opt-in page. Then the thank you page is another time that you're communicating with this person, leading them into this follow-up series, which is going to talk about the freebie, talk about your transformation that you offer, talk about your story, and really bring them into your world so that they can not only get to know you, but they can go through the path of like following up that opt-in freebie to that paid offer.
And here's an example of an opt-in page, right? So, you know, let's say, for example, you want to offer, you know, 50 recipes or X amount of recipes, right? You know, the headline right there, you want the hook to be very clear, like this is what they're going to get, right? And then the cool thing about it, this is like a really small one. So this is super easy copy for you, even if you are, you're not gifted with words or anything like, also just to mention, if you do have any of the done for you, like freebies, they usually come with opt-in pages. So you wouldn't have to create, uh, you know, recreate this. Which for those uh, of you listening and not seeing this on YouTube, mm-hmm. um, it says free healthy recipe ebook. Then it's got this fabulous little image where it says 50 delicious healthy recipes everyone loves. Mm-hmm. Then under that it says join over 150,000 readers and get my 50 healthy recipe collection. Enter in info below and get your copy right now. It's very simple. You can say join, you know, you don't have to put the number of people on your list, but you can say join my reading list and get 50 healthy recipe collection, enter your email below and get your copy now. And -hmm. then it has first name in your email and it says, yes, send it. Yeah. And if you, let's say you have a Facebook group, a lot of times health coaches, which is a great thing, they have a free Facebook group and maybe you're having them opt in and then you're still going to invite them to your Facebook group. So let's say you don't have a list yet, but maybe you've been building a Facebook group. You can, you know, even say like join, you know, you don't even have to put a number, but like join my community of, you know, like-minded, whatever your ideal client is, women, you know, looking lose weight or something like that. Just kind of like letting them know that they're like going to be one of a community free group. Yeah. So that's great to have. And then other times too, if you ever see other opt-in pages that are a little bit more expanded than this, there's usually like, you know, the headline, there's a picture on the left, let's say, and then there's like three, you know, inside of, it would say like inside of this free healthy recipe e-cookbook you'll find or you'll discover. And then there's like three to five bullet points underneath of there that you can also add to any opt-in page. It's not necessary. Sometimes shorter opt-in pages actually have better conversions. But if you want to just highlight what's inside a little bit, you can add those bullet points. And in some, in a case like this, you know, maybe it's, you want to hit on like time-saving recipes, you know, and mention in, in a case of like 50 delicious recipes, like you might want to get more specific, like how many smoothies are they getting or how many breakfasts or lunch or dinner or something like that, just so they kind of know what they're getting. And maybe there's even like some quick tips to, you know, cook really fast and batch cook or something, you know, so just kind of doing that, but also speaking or highlight to- something yeah. like gluten-free options, highlight something yeah. that's kind of a key word that everyone knows. And a lot of people know mm-hmm. going gluten-free is beneficial for the gut, going gluten-free is beneficial for our overall health and and decreasing inflammation. So you may want to just like highlight some keywords that the recipe book has. Yeah. And speaking to those benefits, like decreasing inflammation, you know, always having that in there, you know, so like, for example, like, you know, X amount of breakfast recipes to help you get enough energy, you know, to start your day without caffeine or, you know, always just having some type of benefit there for them. So it's like, you're featuring what they're getting. And then you're also letting them know how that is going to benefit them. And that's typically the guts, honestly, of an opt-in page. So then, then they click it. You just always want to make sure that you have like a nice, bright, you know, button for them to, you know, click and it's, you can change that button copy too. It doesn't always have to just say like, sign up now or register. It's saying, give me a, send it to me. (laughs) I want in. 
I, yeah, I want the ebook, you know, like, just like, you know, help me cook better. <laughs> like whatever you, whatever. Very clear call to action. Mm -hmm. Because remember our ideal client is so busy in life that we want to grab their attention right away and give them a call to action. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And also if you're, it's not necessary, but if you're using any type of platform, you might want to also grab their phone number. So maybe it's like first name, their email and their phone number. So that's an option too, sometimes in the forms, but typically it's first name and email, unless you have like a texting type of service or add on, which you might. So just make sure that you're collecting that at the front end of the funnel and not trying to collect it later on because yeah. you want to grab all the information at once in the beginning. And then you might be wondering where you can host your opt-in page, right? So definitely- This is your a question we get constantly, right, Michelle? In oh, our yeah. Facebook community, yeah, constantly and people say, what, what platform is the best? And before we even get into these platforms, because they're really good ones, go with the one that makes the most sense for you. Yeah. That platform has to work for you. You have to know how to work that platform. And there are a lot of email providers that already have opt-in pages. So keep it simple. Don't make it fancy. If you're looking for a more advanced platform, we're going to cover them today, but we're also going to cover the ones that are really simple to use. Yeah. And always consider like two things. Obviously I think price is important. It's always good to invest in your business, but you don't want to collect a lot of overhead if you're not making enough yet. Like if you're just starting out, you know, we'd never suggest to start, you know, pay, start paying $300 a month for a software, like right. get some clients first before you reinvest in, in your business, because there's other options that you can have like MailChimp for, you know, 10 bucks on average a month, you know, you'd be able to, to have the same features. So that's the thing, always looking at the types of features that you want. And also, you know, there is no right or wrong. It really depends on the functions of which you choose, right? So what do you need? Maybe you do need a membership platform. So you might be wanting to go with something like Kajabi, which is like an all-in-one or, or Entreport. Yeah, exactly. Or maybe you don't have that yet. And you're like, I don't need that. I just need to send emails. So I'm going to go with Flowdesk and I want them to be really pretty, <laughs> right? And so that's an option too. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just make sure that you're, you're getting what you need for your business and that the functions are there and that the price is within your budget, right? Because uh, there's always other expenses when you run your business. So you just want to make sure that you're running within your budget also. Yeah. A lot of times too, you can save money if you sign up for the year, but I always say test drive it first to make sure that you really want to keep it for a year. But sometimes they'll give you like two months free or something like that if you get the whole year. But there's more simple ones are like MailChimp, Flowdesk. Active campaign is actually really robust. So even though it's one of the more affordable, user-friendly platforms, it's very robust in its tracking and the you know clicking capability and tagging and things like that. So it's definitely something to look at. ConvertKit is really great. I still use that one. I think ConvertKit is pretty robust as well. I think it can grow. It and the nice thing is that you're paying based on the amount of people you have in. So if you're starting yeah. out... It's a great one to look at. Another one I would add is MailerLite. 
Yeah. So there's a lot of different ones. And even with like ConvertKit, for example, they're adding features, right? So now they have like products that they've added on, you know, that kind of work with Stripe. So there's, they're always looking for ways to be innovative and to kind of step up their own game, like with what's, you know, out there. There's also GetResponse is another one. There's a lot of different options. If it's not mentioned today, it doesn't mean that we don't think that it's a good one. It just means that there's so many <laughs> that we're only covering right. the popular ones like, you know, that we know of click funnels. These are the more, this is where you get into the more expensive because they also have more features, right? More analytics and tracking. Yeah. And also a lot of times these platforms might host your memberships or, you know, courses that you're creating, right? So like Kajabi, ClickFunnels, Lead Pages uh, has different versions, right? So you can come in and you can just do lead pages. You can add the email service and then they have all these different types of upgrades. Entrepages is like just the pages for the opt-in page, but there's also Entreport when you get all the full features. Instapages is another one. There's so many other ones out there that you just have to test them. A lot of them have, you know, free trials. Don't waste time testing them. Just pick what you, what you find yourself to be easy to go in there put it up really quick, make some edits and just send out your weekly email or send out, you know, and set everything up. You want to make sure like, don't just go with something because everybody else is using it. If you can't, if you're, it's going to take you like 20 you're hours. You're not going to be able to use that platform with ease. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the biggest struggles I see with coaches is the tech part. And so mm -hmm. you really want to look at platforms that are going to be easy for you to use a lot of times we don't estimate needing to buy, needing to hire a virtual assistant. A virtual assistant is somebody that is not in your neighborhood and you're hiring virtually anywhere across the world. So if you find that tech is a real deficiency for you, think about hiring somebody. Think about adding that expense because trust me, the six hours that it takes for you to figure out something, it might be better to hire somebody and, and have them teach you if possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, always making sure that you can go in there and do what you need to do, right? And then you also, so now you have your opt-in page, right? The thank you page. And then what's after that, right? It's the follow-up sequence. So they'll go, the processes, then they opt in, they go to a thank you page, which is where you deliver the gift. You might add your group link there for them. And also maybe some of your social media platforms, like, okay, great. You know, we're friends now, you know, follow me on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, whatever you use. If you have a Facebook group, have them join. And then you want to make sure that you're sending also on that thank you page it's also really important to to tell them to check their email and to maybe even add your email to their contact list right so yeah. that's been a safe list your email address and make sure that that you're not ending up in their junk or their spam right and you might want to mention that too on the thank you page as well like here are the next steps you know number one check your email number two like follow me on social right so you can list it out like that and then you want to send them a confirmation, which is like a delivery, which is where you deliver the gift. Even if it's on the thank you page, you want to send it to their email because a lot of times, a lot of people yeah. who are on 
typing in or on their phone, right? So they don't have the capability to download the PDF and save it on their phone. Like they want to access it on their computer. And so make sure that you're sending it By to that, the email. It's like, well. welcome to my community. I'm so excited that you've opted in for whatever the free gift is. Like, you know, here's how I can help you. And here's what I want you to do next. You know, make sure you join the Facebook group. I'm looking forward to getting to know you. Feel free to reply to this email, introduce yourself or click here to post it in the group, something like that. And then this way that just creates that, you know, um, like this is who I am. This is how I can of introduction. Yeah. And telling them again, what are the steps that they can take, you know, join the group, add my email to your list, making to ensure that they get your emails moving forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a really big, important one. Definitely for sure. Especially if you have like a double opt-in confirmation, right? So a lot of these forms, you can bypass that sometimes, but you know, there's a spam acts and things like that. And so you, they might even have to confirm via email before they even get that welcome confirmation. So that's really just to avoid spam. You know, a lot of email service providers do that. So make sure that you're telling them on that thank you page to check their email and confirm because that's really important. Otherwise they actually that it doesn't complete the process of, of going to your, being on your list. And then you want to just don't stop there. You know, have a nurture sequence, have some emails that, that flow out to them on, you know, every two or three days where you're checking in with them on how it's going, you know, automated and, you know, ask, depending on like what your freebie is. Right. And so you might even want to add some videos in that nurture sequence. You can send them to some of your top blogs on your website. If you have, you can introduce yourself. You can share some client success stories. You, you know, can you share can, your own story. Yeah. Yeah. So you just want to nurture them, give them some, you know, more tips and just like, just keep nurturing them. It's exactly what it is. Right. So think of it as like, you're nurturing the relationship. It just doesn't stop there, you know, kind of like dating almost, you know, like, let's say you, you know, exchange numbers with somebody and then like, you never hear from them again. Right. Um, like that wouldn't be a good thing. So, but when somebody is continually reaching out and they're continually communicating with you, that's when you build the relationship up, whether, you know, and then, and then all of a sudden, you know, you might want to invite them in a PS to, you know, book a call for a discovery session with you or to reply to the email if they're really experiencing whatever those problems are that you specialize in, right? So definitely continuing that in the nurture sequence. And a lot of times health coaches will be like, well, how many emails do I need? Right. So it can range, you know, it also depends. I would say, you know, a minimum of like three and that's on like the bare minimum side. Five is usually average, you know, for a nurture sequence. And you can even go beyond that. And depending on how long you want to nurture them for, and also kind of looking at your offers. So for example, if you're a health coach who's more into like the six month, let's say you have a six month coaching program, right? And you don't have anything smaller than that or, you know, whatever that you'd want to nurture them for a lot longer, right? Then it's a higher ticket, higher touch, and they have to get to know you to actually mm -hmm. buy from you. Yeah. And if you have like, like awesome programs like detoxes or clean eating programs, or, you know, you're running 30 day, you know, clean eating groups or anything like that, then your nurture could be shorter. And then you can start inviting them to your offer. So it also depends, right? But there's no right or wrong. I would say the only wrong thing you could do is not nurture them. <laughs> so as long as you have some emails there, 
that's fine. As long as it's like at least three, you want to just continually and then add them. You should be adding them to your main list so that after they complete the nurture sequence, they start getting your emails all the time. So you should be sending weekly newsletters out. I I mean, I know it might be hard, you know, if if you, let's say you're doing this on the side and you're building it. So maybe it's every other week, or maybe you're more consistent than that. And you're like twice a week, right? So that's good. Whatever you can do, just make sure that you add them to your main list so that you can be consistent. I mean, I think the biggest thing about list building is you might have a coach that's really good at list building and getting people on a list, but they're not consistent with their emails. And then they wonder why people don't buy when they're, Mm -hmm. selling their programs and their offers. So really be consistent in that follow-up, be consistent in the newsletters that go out so that you can ensure that somebody actually knows what you do, knows the benefits of your programs. Yeah. And, and an example could be like, for example, right. Nurture sequence, right. Indoctrination sequence. Sometimes the difference between these two is indoctrination is really like an like an evergreen sequence that you can pretty much attach to any one of your freebies, right? Any of your list builders. And it's really that it introduces who you are, right? It goes through your story. It shares client success stories. You know, it's this whole in-depth process, you know, in a series of emails that really just builds that relationship very quickly. Whereas nurture sequences, they're more giving more content. And a lot of times those nurture sequences are aligned with the freebie that they've signed up for. Whereas an indoctrination sequence is, is you should have, and it's more evergreen. It can go, you know, and attach itself to, you would attach it to any single freebie that you have. So Um, if somebody has multiple opt-in freebies, Michelle, mm -hmm. they could in essence have all of those different opt-in freebies linked to this indoctrination series. Yeah. And this is where you always want to make sure you have like a decent, robust platform, because what you want to make sure is that if somebody's signing up for more than one freebie, right, that they don't continually get that same series. Right. So because at that point they would already be indoctrinated, they would already be on your mailing list. So how you can set it up if you have more than one freebie is you can, you know, add an automation where they're signing up and they're getting the you tag them and then they're getting the indoctrination sequence. But you can. like add there a uh, filter. And on that filter, you can say like, if they've completed this series, like then they get excluded. Don't add them, right. So, and then they just go right over to the the main list, right? Or they stay on the main list because chances are they're on the main list. So that's an option. Either way, they would get, you know, the confirmation email and maybe some other nurture emails that pertain to that specific freebie. I know one of the reasons we created the indoctrination series, I think we have like five different niches Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. I always had nurture sequences and it got to the point where it's like, I wanted an indoctrination series that really, that would be evergreen and that would allow somebody to go through. I think my indoctrination series is like 10 emails, Mm -hmm. but to go through all of that content, extra tips, extra gifts leading to blogs, leading to my Facebook community. So that person really got to know what we do, what we offer, who we serve and how we can help them. Yeah. And that's, that's, it's a really great relationship builder for sure. Because if you think about it, you know, you're posting on social, you have probably a decent following, right? People are opting in all the time. 
And you don't want to be in that position and nobody can really do that where you're constantly having these personal conversations of, hey, this is what I do and this is what I specialize in and here's where you can find more information on this and da, da, da. That would be really hard. So it's great to automate this process because you want to just be health coaching. You want like the leads to come in, you want them to be naturally nurtured and, and, and automated. And then this way you're just getting discovery sessions booked and you're signing you know, clients. That's really the ideal uh, way, or you're getting them into like your group program. Right. And so you don't want to have to be doing this repeatedly in different ways, people asking. Right. And so that's the one thing to, to consider. And then you might be thinking, well, how do I promote this? <laughs> how do I have this? How do I get people, people to my opt-in freebie? So yeah. we went through the process of what you need to set up your opt-in freebie, how to mm -hmm. personalize, how to set it up, where the opt-in pages, thank you pages, your choice between nurture and indoctrination series. Now we want to talk about grassroots and organic promotion. I know this is this is all I did in the beginning of coaching. I mean, I graduated from the Institute for Integrative Nutrition back in 2010, and I had no idea how to do automation. I had no idea how, and, and I didn't have the money for paid ads. So all I did was grassroots and organic promotion. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I was, I was very similar also because I didn't understand like how Facebook ads actually worked in, you know, in the beginning of putting out list builders and stuff. So it was not something I was like keen to do. I was like, oh yeah, you know, let me just try to promote it. I had yeah. people who were already liking the things that I was sharing and they were commenting. So it was more about, okay, well, how can I like change that? How can I get them to, we can exchange information here and I can get them to opt into, you know, to something. So, you know, there's so many different ways where you can do this. So you can tap into other networks, right. And other lists that might mean being a guest, you know, on let's being say a uh, guest blog, doing a guest blog, yeah. doing a guest newsletter, think about make a column, make a list, <laughs> have a column of different yeah. people that you want to reach out to. Mm -hmm. All of these places are looking for people to do newsletters, to do guest mm -hmm. blogs. Your call to action can be sign up for this gift. So that's a great way to tap into other networks. You can also do a podcast pitch and you can have, you can even have freebies specifically for each of your podcast talks. Mm -hmm. So you can, when you're pitching say, I'm going to be able to give your newsletter, I'm going to be able to give your audience this specific gift based on this talk. And that's such a win-win. Yeah. And then there's summits, right? And the, those are kind of like list shares, right? Like people will, let's say you have 20 people in the summit yeah. and then part of the qualification to that is, okay, well, you each have to send out an email to your list, right? So that's a really great way also, because now you're just, you've plugged into 19 other lists, you right? You can give a gift when somebody signs up for, when somebody signs up for the list, you can actually mm -hmm. have, give them a gift so that that gift shows up. What I want to say about summits and podcasts, guys, if you're scared to do video, it's really great. All of the summits that I got on, people found me on YouTube. So people were like, I went to YouTube. I saw that you have videos. I would really love you to come and talk on gut. I really love you to come and talk on detox. I really love you to come and talk about family health, like all the things that I was known for, food allergies. So think about those different places that you're visible and make sure that you're visible in places that have video. 
Yeah, definitely. And you can host workshops for other audiences, whether it's in person or whether it's online, you know, you can host a workshop in, you know, the local health food store or the local yoga place, or maybe, you know, online it's for a group, right? An online group. So Eventbrite, you can also show the event as public. So that would show up, especially if it's local, also if it's online. Facebook events, inviting people, you know, using existing Facebook groups outside of your network. So if you know that your ideal clients are hanging out, let's say they're moms, right? And they're in all these different mom groups. A lot of the times, I mean, you can't just go in there and just self-promote, always look at the rules, but a lot of times they allow people to share like any free resources that they have on like certain promotion or resource posts. Maybe it's once a week, but it's still an opportunity. So definitely look at those. And then of course you want to, what would be ideal is to create your social media posts, right? So like if you can create 30 days of social media, that gives you plenty of online posts to link your freebie, to link your workshop. You can also say link in blog, like have a, have a great headline and then say link in mm-hmm. blog or freebie in blog and have something that goes to your blog. You can have something that promotes the freebie. You can do it behind the scenes of a freebie, benefits of a freebie. You could do this on reels. You could do this on static social media images. So many different ways to promote and social media. Yeah. And there's, you know, LinkedIn, you know, articles, you know, Pinterest pinning, YouTube videos, TikTok, right? I'm getting familiar with reels and stories on Facebook and Instagram and just really utilizing your online social media channels. The more that people can see what you're doing and what you have available to them, the more people will opt in. It might take some time, um, but just keep doing it. And the more consistent that you are, you'll see your list growing. That's the most important. And of course, there's always paid promotion, but the difference with paid promotion is obviously the money side of it, right? (laughs) How much you're willing to put in. And, you know, it can be costly in the beginning, especially if you don't have any clients yet, or you don't have enough income yet to start reinvesting in your business, right? So you want to just do that carefully, right? Maybe if you start out with an ad on Instagram, a lot of times they'll say, Hey, do you want to boost this? Right. And you can, and you can budget like, you know, a $30 over, you know, 10 days or however you set the period of time. And you're just taking, it's the same exact post that you created, but you're boosting it, right? So there's always a difference between like boosting, you can still target though when you boost. And then of course you go and you run specific ads. So it's something to consider, right? And it's not just on social, right? It's not just Facebook, Instagram, Google, YouTube. You can also do paid promotion inside of local newspapers, magazines, online and offline resources, even like local magazines, you know, sometimes you can have like a... I don't know what, a four by six, like, (laughs) you know, um, in a magazine. Five by seven, something. Yeah, where like you're offering a free consultation, almost like a doctor would, you know, like this is who you are. This is what you specialize in, you know, book your free consultation. Like I've seen that actually, especially even local here. So, you know, you can have photo ads, video ads, you know, ads with just words, you know, and you just want to make sure that you're focusing on the problems of your ideal client and that you're providing a solution you know, and also, you know, share the difference in your solution, right? Holistic, like natural, right? Um, like that's what health coaches are all about. So definitely having that, you know, in any of your paid promotion and just be patient and stay the course because you will see results from promoting. It just might take some time. So think of it as 
Organic is more of like that long play, right? You know, it's free and it'll build up over time. And then, you know, if you want to get there faster, but it's going to cost you, that's where paid promotion comes in. So either one is fine. You could even do a combination, right? So. And you should do a combination. Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. organic is what you're doing all the time in social media. And then when you do your paid offer, that's of course, when you're paying to reach a different audience. Yeah. Yeah. A combination is nice. And then it allows you to invest a little bit of time that you have to spare and also invest a little bit of money that you have, you know, it's always going to cost money to grow your business. So if you're going to invest it in anything, you know, ads or, you know, paid promotions really good, but definitely think about where would be best. Don't just like advertise. Facebook is everybody else's, especially if your audience isn't on Facebook, if they're on Instagram, right? So just make sure that you're, you know, picking the platform where your ideal clients are. So to sum it up, we talked about personalizing your opt-in freebie. Remember your opt-in freebie is like speaking a story to your ideal client. It's such a great, or your workshop, you're really, you're educating, you're giving tips, you're sharing your story. So that person is wowed and they want to read more of whether you have a nurture sequence or whether you have an indoctrination series. You want to automate that. Trust me, in the beginning of Rachel's Wellness, I didn't automate it. I had no idea. Everything was on the thank you page. I know that's like I did it the complete opposite ass backwards, but it was something work because you were so consistent. You were so I was I was so consistent with doing it. And I made sure I had a lot of freebies because I I tested with my freebies what my ideal client wanted. Too often I find that coaches have like one freebie and they're trying to just promote that one freebie and it's not working and they don't pivot. Sometimes you just have to pivot. You might think your ideal client is struggling with this one problem, but your freebie doesn't solve that problem. Make sure that you know what the problems are and that your freebies are problem solvers. Make sure that you promote it and make sure that you follow up so that that ideal client is led down the path to your paid offers and your programs. Michelle, do you have anything you want to say before we wrap this up? Yeah, you know, just stay consistent with it and keep going. Um, You know, it's a process to build your list, but it's so worth it. And then once you have those people like on your list, like, you know, just continue to nurture them and build that relationship and then it'll happen. That's true. That is so true. So guys, make sure you analyze your opt-in freebies in your workshops. Take a look at them and see if they are solving a problem. It's really discouraging when you put all this effort into promoting something that is not working. So make sure that you write down your ideal client's problems. Make sure that you look at your opt-in freebie or the workshop as a solution. And then put all your effort into promoting whether it's organic or paid and spend time in that (laughs) follow-up. I didn't do that, but I will tell you, since I did a follow-up, my sales have increased and my conversion has increased. So make sure that you look at how you're following up with people and analyze that as well. Guys, it's been a pleasure to be with you. If you have any questions for us, drop them in the comments or reach out to me at yourhealthcoachbiz.com. All right, guys, we will see you later. Take it easy. All right, guys, that is all for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. While you're there, it would mean the world to me if you take just a few seconds and leave me an honest review. Truth is, I love honesty. Your reviews help me to reach even more health coaches 
and wellness professionals who are ready to explode their business and want the truth in this non-BS approach. You can find all the links and the information mentioned in this episode at www.rachelafeldman.com backslash podcast. All right, so don't forget to tag me on Instagram at Rachel A. Feldman and let me know what was your favorite part of the episode. This will help me to create even better content for you, bring on awesome peeps to tell you the truth about how they built their business, plus other speakers to help you take your business to the top without overwhelm. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you guys soon.